Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Bat Bat. Matt, what should people do? People should like, people should scribe, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe. Scribe. People should scribe. People subscribe. It's a lost art. Uh, and people should tell their friends. Uh, people should specifically check out our, I don't know if I pushed Patreon enough. Not, not actually youtube youtube people should check out our youtube quality entertainment we have youtube.com uh i have officially made all of our previous episodes on youtube private all right so that shit is not out there uh, <laughs> particularly the first two episodes are hidden forever that's buried somewhere on soundcloud right no first oh. two episodes aren't on soundcloud that's probably for the best because that was before we got mm-hmm. the rss feed so yeah those first two episodes where we talk about what bbs uh, the first one's BVS, and the second one is the entire history of comic book movies or something? No, that was... I don't know. Those are gone, though. No one's... You can't see... You can't hear those anymore. So if you heard them when they were up there, I'm sorry. Good for you. Your brain is now a valuable property. Um, the CIA will be extracting it at a later date to extract the audio. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, check out our YouTube because... We are actually actively uh, editing. Andrew is actively editing the uh, Catwoman booze and booze. So he's got some funny jokes in there, uh, kind of cutting out the stuff where we're not actually like saying anything. Mm-hmm. Cutting out the stupid jokes. I have a few stupid jokes. Bringing the uh, two-hour misery down to about 45-ish minutes. Okay. Um, so still a pretty long video, but watchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, no longer than anything that like other YouTube things do they're usually about like 30 45 minutes some of them um but yeah so we'll have that uh we actually have kind of a timetable for several other things we're going to be working on mm-hmm. um we since we made the patreon and one of the levels require or uh gives you bonus content we decided to actually start working on bonus content yep uh so we've got a few things for those we actually have a word document with everybody involved shared nick is shared with things because he's involved in some of those stuff yeah uh so you'll be seeing more booze and booze stuff uh, you'll see the actual first episode, no, the second first, this, this joke happened at Catwoman. Timelines uh, are confusing. Um, you'll see your first video, uh, uh, Drunk Master versus Sober Novice. We're not releasing the actual first one that I did because it's mm. trial run, kind of iffy. Yeah. Also because I, I can't find the video. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, uh, Oops. I don't know. Yep. It might be on that. That doesn't store anything, though. I don't know. It's, I think it's on my old computer, which is the problem. That might... Yep. Don't know where it went. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so that thing's going to be underway. We have some inter- uh, we have some exciting other things going to happen soon mm-hmm. um, that I want to keep secret to hint to release and be exciting. All right. Uh, but yeah, our YouTube is going to start to see things. Yeah, we're going to exist. Our uh, our first uh, Towerfall video is still on YouTube because that's just kind of funny. And Nick spent time to edit that, so mm-hmm. I decided to leave that up there. All right. Um, it's a monument to you, Nick. Yep. Also, Nick's going to be involved in some stuff. Yeah. He and I had to get working on Ross. Yeah. You need to get – you got several things that you need to start have, working on. Yeah. Right now, I my problem is that I always have about – 48 different ideas for different just things i want to do what's the one that's closest to being done that's not how i'm gonna do it oh interesting okay the one i most want to do is make master in chess okay and so i'm focusing on that all right that's my thing right now and it might take the rest of my life so too bad 
Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, four out of five people that get to the level I get to do not go on to get to master. So, so we're not going to see anything from Matt. Yep. Easily the most creative of us. Uh, so, whoops. Oh, well. I'll, I'll give up eventually. <laughs> I don't have that stick to <laughs> Um, But, yeah, there's that. Uh, Matt, what have you been up to? Nothing. Yeah. Um, it's also been, again, three days since last episode. We're actually recording this one very early because Matt's leaving. Yeah, I'm going to a chess tournament this weekend. And he's Got never a... coming back. I hope I'm coming back. I'm going to Dallas. I don't want to stay there forever. Is that a threat? A prophecy? Okay, this is fucking baffling. Sorry, I just, like... (laughs) My dad just left me these three tiny little booklets on on the couch. And I thought they were just going to be kind of like tiny little things that didn't matter. But as I started flipping through it, it has stuff that I legit do on, like, uh, my degree. Like, this Mm -hmm. stuff is in my degree. Like, advanced parts of my degree. Like, quality control, quality. Man, that our name has really fucked me up. Yep. Quality control and reliability control charts, which are not something that normal people learn. Um, so I'm just, like, it. I'm addicted to flipping through this stuff right now. So I'm going to keep this away from me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway. No, I Yeah, I've been up to literally nothing. Basically, my week has been I get up at 5.45 in the morning. I go to work, I come home for just long enough to eat, and then I go to work until about 8, and then I come home, and I eat, and maybe do a couple of chores and go to bed. That's been it. I've watched probably half of three different Kim Possible episodes, just kind of because Hannah had it on, and I was there. That show's so good. It really is. Like... You know, it, it's got some dumb stuff, but it knows exactly what it is, and it's unapologetic about it, mm. and a lot of the jokes are really funny, and it's just, it, it's well done. All right. It's very good. Cool. Well, I have been playing Civ again. I bumped up my difficulty, which is, I, I only bumped it up two levels out of, like, nine, mm-hmm. and holy shit, is it substantially harder. Those fucking barbarians just spawn like rabbits. Mm-hmm. And they just assault my towns, my cities, my cities. And it's really annoying because I just want to make new cities. And That's the thing about barbarians. They're, they're fucking barbarians. Uh, so I've been doing that. Uh, I've been I've been reading comics a little bit. Uh, hey. Now I actually have one issue left of Wonder Woman le- uh, okay. to read. Okay, for real this time. <laughs> <laughs> After the I false know. alarm couple episodes ago. <laughs> I, know, I know it's actually one issue this time. Um, How is it? it's it's good um it's uh this storyline is kind of uh it's ending it's capping off a storyline that happened earlier in the book but was forever ago for me Mm -hmm. um and it was something that was kind of just like trailing in the background for a while like when cheetah popped up Mm -hmm. when cheetah popped up it was like four it was like a straight storyline of just the cheetah Mm -hmm. um and now that she's taken care of, it's back to this thing, and this thing's kind of going crazy. Uh, and it's also kind of setting up, I guess, something that's coming up. Um, it seems right. to be kind of just. I'm seeing emphasis on a few things that, if it if there wasn't a storyline coming up relating to the things, then it 
would be weird that there's that amount of emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that so, sounds like comics. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, and it's good because I like, I like this lead up into things. This, this shows the, um, the proactive thought of George Perez mm-hmm. rather than some storylines where it's just like episodic issue by yeah. issue. Like, Oh, suddenly this guy popped up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the cheetah, like, the before the issue that Wonder Woman and Barbara came across each other, mm-hmm. we'd been seeing Cheetah do things for a solid like ten issues before it. Mm-hmm. Like she was just kind of doing little things. Like uh, he would do. Uh, he George Perez really likes putting a silhouette way in the background, uh, okay. and only somewhat addressing it. Um, so like there's something coming like he, okay. he really likes to lead into things and it, it does make for like assuming you're not exhausted and busy and doing shit the whole time and can't read the comics mm-hmm. it does make for very interesting like oh i want to know what's coming up sometimes he gets a little too uh ambitious zealous he gets overzealous with it and oh yeah puts things way in advance and you're just like okay i'm not getting any uh catharsis from this i yeah. i have no idea what the fuck is going on i honestly don't care at this point oh there he is all right whatever yep. um so uh, this was i believe i think this was among his first writings mm-hmm. um this was after he was uh helping out with new teen titans um and a whole bunch of stuff with avengers uh but i think this is his first writing gig uh picked up a lot from marv uh marv wolfman but I mean, quality fucking writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. Uh, what else am I doing? I've been watching a lot of um, uh, Rooster Teeth. Uh, Rooster Teeth Let's Play Achievement Hunter, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Achievement Hunter playing a bunch of board games. I've been watching Let's Roll because mm-hmm. I really like board games. Uh, my family has a new tradition that I guess you can't really call it a tradition because it hasn't even technically happened one time yet because I came up with the idea at Christmas, this Christmas. Okay. Uh, where we all bought, we all choose a board game, and Santa, quote unquote, uh, buys all four of those board games, and we spend the day playing the board games. That sounds uh, really nice. So uh, I kicked that off last Christmas by just buying a board game when we played it. Um, did you play that game? What game was that? Uh, Everdell. No, I don't think Everdell. Uh, um, but I also want to do one for my birthday, like buy one for the family and play it on my birthday because I'm a I'm a weird person. I don't like my birthday being about me mm-hmm. um, to the point where I've actually hidden my birthday off Facebook and I refuse to tell people what my birthday is. This year's an exception because we're doing an episode about it. Ha! Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I personally think that everyone's birthday should be that one of their mother's mother's days. So if your mom has three kids, your mom now has three mother's days because she had to fucking pull you, put you out of her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like, what did I do to be born? My dad had sex nine months before... And my mom had to push me out. I didn't do anything. No. I persist, and we get to be excited about that. The thing is, and everyone's arguing, I'm, why am I, this isn't even political. This is just my personal belief. Mm-hmm. I think that we should celebrate the things that are actually worth celebrating, like that you've, like your accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Like when you graduate, like if you think your high school graduation is a big enough, big enough compliment, celebrate that every year. Mm-hmm. If you think that you're getting your Eagle Scout is a big enough accomplishment, that would have been that would be mine until college graduation. Then I'll start celebrating college graduation. Mm-hmm. If there's a huge promotion that just landed you in life, there's that. I mean, your wedding's already a celebration every year. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like things that you did celebrate the things that you did. Don't 
don't celebrate me for the things that my parents had to go through to fucking make me a 24, 24 year old. Well, it's not, it's <laughs> not all celebrations are about achievements though. Some celebrations are just about the fact that, Hey, you're this person in our life and we like you. And this is a nice convenient date. That's easy to remember. So that's fair. Get together and be excited Mother's about day. you. Well, I'm, uh, yeah, that's mother's day currently. Well, mother's day is currently that kind of way. And my way would be like mother's day is the one that your birthday is right. But also, that would help with uh, avoiding marketing Mother's Day. It's true, but you would kill the marketing for Mother's Day. Good. <laughs> also, exactly Where am I supposed it... to get a nice Mother's exactly. Day card, then? Well, no, they, they're always out there. That's true. They're just not fucking stupid expensive at exactly May. Right. <laughs> it's like Christmas, how all toys prices go up, because mm-hmm. you have to buy presents for your kids on Christmas. Uh, also, demand. for the killing... Uh, <laughs> killing uh, commercialization <laughs> of Christmas. I have very particular opinions about weird things. Yep. Anyway. Anyway. I've been watching a lot of Let's Roll so that I can see more board games so I can buy one for my birthday and choose one that I like rather than go. just like gambling based on uh, the back of the box. I want to actually see it played and then right. think it's interesting. So I've got a few ideas. Uh, I also watched Jojo Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How is it? It's so funny. <laughs> I love him so much. It's an eight for me on IMDb. All right. It's got some issues. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's a phenomenal movie. Um, it's so there's, there's one shot that Andrew and I had to watch twice, where it's just like uh, JoJo is sad, and then Taika just kind of like pops out from behind a tree, like his upper body just kind of goes. Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I wish I could put gifs. I wish I could find it, put gifs on, uh, on Instagram for the teaser. Uh, but it's so it's so funny. Just the way he kind of pops out, it's so funny. Um, Tyke is just a fucking wonderful human being, and watching him be Hitler is hilarious. Um, I, I wish I'd been paying more attention because there's some pretty hefty foreshadowing mm-hmm. um, to something that happens uh, about honestly midway through uh, that you would not expect something to have that to happen midway through uh there's definitely uh trailer edits mm-hmm. um there's something that where they had to like it's like how hulk was just not oh, in yeah. the infi- like that stuff like that, tra- that trailer edits oh um so yeah okay there was a lot of stuff that did, didn't did not see coming in the movie um, all right but it's really funny yeah uh yeah it one thing one one observation i had is it's based on a book that I believe is written in German. Mm-hmm. And I think they, I think the thing is they stuck to the German dialogue and then, and like, and then exactly translated it to English. Interesting. Rather than, rather than taking an English understanding. It's, it's not that anything's like poorly grammar. They get, they kind of tweak the grammar. Right. But someone says, uh, can I come in? And the person says, naturally. That's mm-hmm. kind of weird to say in English, but right. in German, Naturlich is, of course. Mm-hmm. So it's like they had the German Naturlich. And just did a and, really literal translation. And literal translation okay. naturally. Uh, and I really like that. It, it felt it made me, like, knowing German, uh-huh. it made me feel like I was actually watching more of a German movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That was one thing that I, I observed. I like that concept. I think Hemingway does that in... Um, for whom the bell tolls. What a guy! <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! Yeah, because it's uh, well, it's a it's an American guy who's in the Spanish Civil War, and I think that all of the dialogue is basically run through Spanish, and then 
translated back to English. That's awesome. Oh, for people who want to know what that reference is, uh, that's Randy Feltface. Uh, I highly what a guy. I highly recommend you just look up uh, on YouTube Randy Feltface earning Hemingway Ernest Hemingway. It's about a three minute video. It's fucking hilarious. Come on, come on. <laughs> uh, it's great. Don't be off put that Randy is a weird purple puppet. I'm gonna make him the teaser. There we go. Thing. Uh, but yeah, I highly recommend that video as well. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is a great movie. Okay. Um, Parasite's next on my list to watch. Good. Because uh, Andrew has it. Uh, and I'm going to try to find a way to watch Ford vs. Ferrari. Shouldn't be hard. It's been out for a while. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all I've been up to, I think. Cool. Yay. Good. Uh, news. Well, speaking of Parasite, it had a good weekend. Yeah, it did. Why? First non-English language film to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. That's non-English why. language. That's what it was. I thought it was non-American made, like first foreign mm. film, but Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That didn't win, did it? Anyway, apparently it won Best Picture. I don't think so, because it's not English language either. Well, fuck! Dwayne, you misled I'm me, boy. I'm pretty sure Dwayne's wrong. I'm Dwayne... Gonna... I'm gonna look it up just because I like proving people wrong, not saying that they're not just asserting that they're wrong. That's true. Um, yeah, no, it 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 did well. It did great. It took uh, best picture. It took about four other Oscars. Best director. Um, um, did it get the screenplay? Mm, was that original? It's original, right? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. You're wrong, Dwayne. It was nominated for best picture. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Wet Dragon won four Oscars for cinematography original score um art direction slash set direction which i guess used to be like production design and foreign language film it was also nominated for best picture director screenplay costume design film editing and original song i did it again what did you did fucking posted the teaser on my personal instagram (laughs) 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 stupid (laughs) anyway yeah uh, parasite did well um, Roger Deakins went out and got himself his second Oscar for, uh, whatever that other one is, 1917. Yeah. Um, Joaquin Phoenix won for Joker. That he did. Best, cool. uh, second best actor for a Joker. Yep. And then we have the other worst actor for a Joker. What about him? Jack Nicholson. What? I'm just kidding. Now I think it's just really funny that the there's like you have like that that sandwich of best actor fucking horrible performance best actor. Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jared Leto. You're not you're not an enemy of the show. We all know that only Rob Liefeld's the enemy of the show. But you're yeah. kind of shit, dude. <laughs> not a good Joker. <laughs> yeah. Also, not entirely your fault. That was. I mean, yeah. If, if you don't like a performance, see if you can get away with blaming the writing. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like he would be a good Joker Joker. Yeah, no, he totally would. Who wrote? It wasn't David Ayer, was it? He didn't write it, did he? I don't know. Maybe he Probably some studio writing by counsel yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Bullshit. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, any other news? Uh, a few things. We got the first trailer for The French Dispatch today, Wes Anderson's new film. Yes! It's a very exciting trailer. The cast has so many people, I'm not even going to try to list them all here. You know what? Let's try to list them all here. 
Oh, okay. uh, Sarsha Jerome and Timothy Chalamet, Elizabeth Moss, Leah Sadu, Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Willem Dafoe, Christoph Waltz, Tilda Swinton, Leif Schreiber, Owen Wilson, Adrian Brody, Benicio del Toro, Angelica Houston, Jeffrey Wright, Francis McDormand, Jason Schwartzman, Matthew Amalric. These are just the ones I've heard of. <laughs> uh, and a lot of fucking that's, people. Yeah, that's all I've heard of. But that's about 15 big name actors and actresses right there. That's uh, it's, it's crazy. You did say sour shoes, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was like stuck on that for a while. I was like, did he, did he act? That plane's fucking crashing into the ground. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, it, it looks good. It's very Wes Anderson-y. He's, um, it looks interesting, like just structurally and yeah. like he's going to do, some of it's going to be black and white. Some of it's going to be color, maybe in the same shot. I don't know. Oh, um, also, uh, both black and white and color. In the same shot. Might just be. I mean, I think there was a shot of that in the trailer. I mean, it's I literally impossible. The way I was describing it is literally impossible. What do you mean? Like, once there's color, it's not black and white. I was saying, like, it's the same, like, one thing is both black and white and color. Well, the same shot is. Like? Like, there's black and white parts and color parts. Oh, no, I, I know. I wasn't saying parts. I was oh. saying literally the same things. The whole thing. The whole thing is literally oh. both black and white and color. Okay. That Unless was you not paint clear. everything black and white but and shoot it in color, then I guess it could be both black and white and color. Mm-hmm. There's, That'd be interesting. There's technically sort of a very brief moment of that in Wizard of Oz. When Dorothy first opens the door to go out into Oz, they painted the inside of the house everything sepia tone. So it would look like the sort of sepia tone start of the movie. And then the outside is just the colorful set. But there's a moment before she opens the door that it's just all sepia tone. So that'd be black and white in color. I kind of want to do like a short film that's like everything's painted painted in black and white. Mm -hmm. Like purely for the reason like of you notice like almost uncanny valleying the tone. Mm -hmm. Where it's just like, I I know it's not black and white. Because... It looks a little black and white, but like it. So would you have to put all your actors and actresses in black and white face? Yeah. Well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gray face. Clay face. Clay. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, also, I posted this on our Facebook. There's a like a half second clip of a chess scene where Timothy Timothee Chalamet is playing chess against Willem Dafoe. Oh. And I tracked down what the exact game that that position came from is because it came from a real game. Uh, it came from the game, uh, a game between uh, Alexei Dreyev and Sergei Arkhipov in, Mos- in a random tournament in Moscow in 1988. Um, I have no idea what the significance of that is. Uh, Dreyev is a moderately famous player. like He's consistently top 50 to 100 in the world. Um, don't know why this particular game's that important. It's a lot of pawns. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few pawns. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I figure there's three possibilities. Either there's some hidden layer of meaning that hasn't been peeled back yet, mm-hmm. so that it's actually referencing something. It's a really deep cut. Wes Anderson is like, actually cares about chess, or he hired an actual chess consultant who knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, either way... I think it's very exciting because it's like an actual chess position and an act from an actual game and not just like one of the five famous games. There's more than five famous games. It's just a completely obscure one. Huh. Um, that being said, they did mess up. The display board is sideways. 
so it's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Maybe that's the point. I'm thinking it might mean something, but also... Because for them to go that far into it... Yeah. I... The only reason I can think of off the top of my head is aesthetic, because the we're looking at the actual board sideways, and so if the display board is sideways, then it kind of lines up. Mm. But... I don't know. Oh, well. Might be. Anyway, that's that's a thing. Cool. Um, Sophie Turner's pregnant. Yeah. You're going to get a little... Little, little Jonas. Little baby... Uh, little Jonas baby, Jr. Jonas Stark. Jr. Jonas Stark. Jonas Stark. Jonas Stark. Nice. Not Stonus. That would be... That's too close to Stannis. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> we don't want a baby Stannis. <laughs> baby Stannises tend to stab people and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, oh, wait. Shoot. I closed... I closed that. Uh, I've got some good news. And I've got some bad news. Which one do you want first? Uh, I'll start with the bad news. Bad news. Aladdin 2 is officially happening happening at Disney. What the fuck? Yep. (laughs) Good news. Please tell me it's going to indicate that. Uh, The title song for No Time to Die is dropping tomorrow. (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) What was the bad news again? Don't fucking tell me that, dude. (laughs) Holy shit. That is exactly how I was hoping those reactions would be. <laughs> Scrolling through and I was like, these are both minor news items, but I bet I can squeeze a good reaction out of Preston with them. Ooh! <laughs> uh, yep. I also... I'm literally on her Spotify. Posted. I know it doesn't drop until tomorrow, but I'm on her Spotify page now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I saw, I saw a headline that was a heck of a headline. I'm going to... Head of a heckline? Right. Um, She's on now the, on now 73. There's 73 nows. Uh, what? It's uh, it's a, a compilation thing. Uh, mm. that's, now that's what I call music. I think um, there'd be infinite of those because with each passing moment, now becomes then. A different one, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very tired. Yes, you are. <laughs> here's the here's I I don't really care about any of the news, but uh, the headline is is good. Ryan Reynolds' Clue movie naps Muppets director. Nabs Muppets director, not naps. You really tired? You I really need a want nap. A nap. <laughs> I really what? do. That's that's absurd. <laughs> I didn't know Ryan Reynolds was doing a Clue movie. I didn't know it nabbed the Muppets director. It's a good headline. I think Ryan Reynolds could do a funny Clue movie. I think you really could. I think he'd be great for that. Should we just do the episode and get this over with? Let's do the episode and get this All right. over with. Today we're talking about bad things in good things. Yep. Uh, this is the part two of the good things and bad things where we looked at uh, apparently nearly uh, ir- irredeemable movies mm-hmm. uh, and found something that we actually enjoyed in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we disagreed on some of them, but it was a pretty amusing, pretty amusing thing. We talked about how Hellboy had actually one thing that i actually kind of liked and mm-hmm. i will go back and look at on youtube just to look at the gratuity mm-hmm. uh so today we're talking about bad things or good things and bad things yep this one's a little harder to do um because it's basically if there's something that is when you're looking at bad things it's easier to find just that morsel of something that's tiny that's Oh, that's pretty okay. Mm-hmm. It's usually not something that's great. It's something that's pretty okay. Right. 
this is where we're going to catch some flack because we're going to be looking at great things and mm-hmm. nitpicking like a motherfucker. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> the things – Matt and I – basically what we did on the last one is we looked at the, our bottom few star rankings uh, on IMDb. In this one, we're not going to do the same thing. We're going to do a little different. Like I'm not going to look at my nine or ten stars because those ones to me are almost perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to put – it's going to be me sitting here staring at this thinking, oh, uh, uh, for like a solid 15 seconds each movie trying to think of something bad. Right. So I'm going to look at the things that are seven and eight starred because there's a reason I didn't put it that high up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I can think of the reason. All right. Um, why does – oh. I, well, just to get us started, I have something for one of my 10-star movies. Really? Yeah. Dark Knight. The action is not great. Not a whole lot of action, though. No. But what there is is, it's not bad, and there are definitely some good moments. But a lot of it is just kind of generic. It's kind of like sort of shaky cam, large and sweepy almost. In the the Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy in general has not great action. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I was gonna say. Is like Batman when he kicks, it takes like a solid five seconds for the kick to make its motion. Right. Like it's just kind of like that, and I get that it. Um, having his kicks be dramatic with the cape going with it mm-hmm. is part of the Batman thing. That That's just the thing that Batman does. Right. But like, especially being around Captain America mm-hmm. and like the Winter Soldier and stuff like that, it, well, I guess Winter Soldier hadn't come out. What's, uh, what came out 2012 and before we had Avengers. Yep. So we had Captain America do like some kind of, he didn't do fast paced punching. They didn't have the good, the good combat in no. Marvel until yeah. after, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying it by way of it's bad by comparison. It's just oh yeah, it 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 looks like the most like a weak point of that trilogy on the whole. Yeah, and and it's not what you go to the movie for, right? Uh, definitely like if someone like says, oh, I didn't really like the Dark Knight trilogy, be like, why? It's like, well, the combat wasn't cool. I mean, like, you missed the entire fucking point of that trilogy, <laughs> yeah, <no>. dude. <laughs> yeah, those are those are writing movies, not yeah, fighting movies. Yeah. Hey, it rhymes. Nice. Um, well, I guess I have the Daredevil TV show, uh, starred 10. All right. Because uh, it's a, like. I, I did have another one for that one. Speaking of action, I don't like the final fight in season three. They're in the hotel room. And it's yeah. just kind of brightly lit. And then. Like, it does. Bullseye's rem- just kind of throwing stuff. Yeah. That's, that just feels weird to me. Well, okay. To uh, flip side of that. Bullseye's just throwing office supplies. Yeah. But throwing office supplies has never been more fascinating. It's true. <laughs> I think you made that joke when it came out. You know, like it was the, the, I never thought I'd be on the edge of my seat from office supplies being thrown across an office. <laughs> Policeman um, throws office supplies at blind man. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are all my nines. I'm looking at my nines and I'm just like, yep, 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 yep. Those I'm wow. I have a lot of nines. I have like 130. Yeah. Nines. I want to, I want to just like fling through my nines. Just so I can show, uh, 12 angry men, Dunkirk, silence of the lambs, dark Knight, Schindler's list, lock, fellowship of the ring, two towers and return of the king. Uh, probably going to knock Lord of the rings has some shaky moments. Lord of the rings does have some shaky moments. I, there's one that particularly that sticks out to me. Actually, this is a good one. Uh, one right. that particularly sticks out to me. Um, 
when Gollum at the end of Two Towers is talking about like tricking mm-hmm. uh, the two, and he like puts his hands on the branch and like twists it like he's wringing their neck. Mm-hmm. Fucking horrible CGI. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure Andy Serkis didn't even do that. Oh, which is a problem because for the most part through the movies they have Andy Serkis doing things so that the, the environment's reacting to him. Right. When Gollum's flopping around in the water, being dragged by the neck, mm-hmm. that's Andy Serkis being dragged by the neck through the water. <laughs> so the re- so the whole thing is reacting to him. But I don't like that they did something that it's clear that Andy Serkis didn't do because you could see just the hands glide across the branch uh, yeah. with bark. It's like a birch, which everyone knows just peels like off like a motherfucker. Yep. Like that's going to come off and it just didn't budge. And I, like it really bothered me. And the shadowing under him was not great. You know, that's probably why that scene's always just kind of stuck in my head and leaves kind of a weird taste. Yeah. I couldn't explain it. I haven't seen the movie probably in like eight years. But yeah. That scene always, it like, it, it just kind of, I don't know, it leaves a weird feeling in the back of my head. Yeah. That's it's probably why. Not great uh, CGI. Yeah. Um, Bigger picture. Um, Pippin's I... a... <laughs> I hate Pippin. <laughs> I hate Pippin all the way until he, like, uh, basically until Pelennor Field. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just a... Until he saves Faramir. Yeah. That's kind of the first moment I was like, yeah, go you. But, like, mm-hmm. the whole time, it's just like, you're an annoying little bitch. Right. You ruin everything. Yeah. It's because we talked about this and our differences between the book and the movies a little bit, but that's because they cut his sort of first moment of glory where he um, he helps the escape from the uh, the orc when they're captured by the orcs. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. you talked about he sorta, that. He sort of, he talks around him and yeah. it's, a, it's a good scene in the book. Yeah. Um, I was going to say one of the bigger picture issues, I think, is the handling of the Paths of the Dead as a plot device yeah because in the book thematically this is supposed to be Aragon's first Aragon who Aragon oregano (laughs) Oregon gone gone fucking the man (laughs) gone bori gone gone you don't even know who that is he's from Lord of the Rings also oh was it Gone Gone, the Hands of Man, Arise the Demon Etrigan? But it's I can't, not the Hands of Man. Fuck. You know who Etrigan is, right? Yeah. yeah. I wrote Swamp Thing. Also, yeah, you also played the deck building game. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, now what we're talking about. Uh, so in the book, this is Aragorn's first assertion of his own kingship. Um, mm-hmm. Is invoking his right as Isildur's heir. Because before this, his whole, the whole point of his character is he's been sort of the the chosen outcast like he decides that he doesn't want to be king and it's it's kind of him coming to terms with it mm-hmm. um in the movies he's treated much more it's just he wants to be in the king it kind of ruins his arc and so the paths of the dead instead of being this sort of thematic climax of aragorn finally accepting his birthright basically mm-hmm. it just turns into a plot device where we get a cgi de- deus ex machina yeah and it, it kind of, it, it cheapens the scene, I think, and flattens out his arc. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a bit I of a remember, point. Maybe you did just say this because I was looking at my thing. Uh, they weren't even in the Battle of the Pelennor Fields, are they? No. What did they do? What does he do? Uh, he uses them to help seize the ships oh. so that he can lead Prince Imrahil's right. forces yeah. down the river to join the fight. There was, there was an actual force. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. 
So that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's a it, bit it, of an iffy moment. I think it works better narratively. I think it works much better thematically. Yeah. So I think the only reason I really like that because I never really did like the uh, just the abrupt ending of Eleanor Field. It's cheap. Eleanor Field is this like it's half the fucking movie almost. It's massive. It's just this like oh god they're here and then this just pillaging this this brutal pillaging of this massive city mm-hmm. for like a solid 15 minutes yeah and then like they're just like what can we do against this like there's nothing we can do the city's being pillaged holy shit there's rohan mm-hmm. and this is and that's not a deus ex machina that's, that's rohan's been yeah. fucking writing for about an hour and a half to get there yeah there's plot and themes that lead to and that they're kind of late too they're like a solid 12 hours late it's been a yep. full day of just pillaging yeah um they, they i don't really like point that out but if you're paying attention they get there in the morning mm-hmm. and then there's the night with grand Yep. And then they get there in the morning. Yeah. It's a, it's almost as all tw- uh, 24 hours of just just destroying this fucking town. Or the Siege city, of Gondor. Town. Yep. <laughs> um, and then they show up. And then it's just like this... There's stages to this fucking battle because the Oliphants don't show up until later. Right. Like, it's almost like as if the army was just like, we, we brought the fucking Oliphants. If it was, if we thought it'd be this easy, we wouldn't even bothered with them. Yeah. And then they show up and they're like, "Oh no, we need them! No, bring them! Come on, come on!" <laughs> um, but then like it just it just comes to an abrupt ending. Yeah. Which is like, ah, because um, it's supposed to be Aragorn sh- shows up at the head of a basically fresh reinforcements, but it's not like a massive army. Yeah. And it's more of a turning of the would tide. Say, would you say it's about the size of the Rohan army? Um. I think actual numbers, it's a little smaller. A little smaller. But they're fresh, and they're led by Aragorn, who's basically yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, the only reason I really do like that scene is because of the, uh, just, like, um, Aragorn's, like, power throughout the series is mostly just through silence and uh, clout. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of knows who Strider is, and the moment mm-hmm. they hear his first name, they're like, oh, shit, you're him. Yep. And they'll do whatever he says. That's the first moment he says something, and they're like, fuck you! <laughs> and then that's when you see him just go, you know what, bitch? <laughs> fuck you. And then puts the sword <laughs> on his neck. <laughs> I'm like, that, that felt really cool to have him like get questioned, uh-huh. and then reinforce it. Like it, yeah. it shows you why all these people respect him so much. Not yeah. only from name alone, but like from just his fearlessness and his p- ability to... Threaten a dead person. Yep. <laughs> can we talk about that? <laughs> How many people can threaten dead people? Yeah. It's I, I, it's a weak point in the series, but it's done as well as it, it's, yeah. it possibly could be. And that's what I was saying. Is like uh, That scene is really cool. What follows is I, I also right. agree. Like I never really put that word, those words to it, why mm-hmm. I felt it was so dry. Yeah. But knowing that like there should have been a juicier showing up than just Hey, basically the way it's over 2012. guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, had some problems. Game of Thrones. Second half of it. Uh, it's about right. <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad. The fact that I didn't finish it. Umbrella Academy. Okay. That's a nine for me. I know you don't like it at all. It's probably like a four for you. Dead on. Really? Yep. Oh, I'm getting better at knowing what you like. <laughs> uh, have you seen Marriage Story yet? 
Uh, <laughs> I have. I, you asked me that on Sunday. Oh, that's good. And point. I hadn't. I have done nothing yeah. since then. Um, I do acknowledge that there's some like weirdness to Umbrella Academy, and like I, I need to go back and rewatch it. I yeah, think... like how all the characters are annoying and unlikable, and how the plot is kind of just basically nonsense, and like it's got no themes, and it's just kind of a mess, and the effects are bad. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I I watched it with very rose colored glasses. Uh, Valkyrie. Okay, so now I'm in the eights. Okay. Oh, Marriage Story was a nine too. Okay. Um, on the eights, Valkyrie. I don't know if that's one with like bad stuff as much as as it's just a movie that's naturally going to be kind of limited by what it is. Yeah. Um, the tension could be way better. I remember that I was just like a little nervous when things were happening, but I was okay. like, mm, not great. I remember being pretty tense the second time I watched it. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 1917. Okay. Yeah. There were, there were several cuts that were obvious and yeah. I was really hoping they would be better. I mean, he likes to see you do better. Oh, I absolutely could not, <laughs> but I'm also not one of the best cinematographers in the fucking world. And if one of the best cinematographers in the world can't make all of them seamless, you know how hard that job was. Yeah, I know. And, uh, but like, I think the, what mainly kind of caught me was the fact that, um, I, I, from what I've seen, Birdman is about as good as this one. Mm-hmm. I feel like there should have been... I don't know. it. Well, there's the one that really caught my eye where his stride broke. Right. And I was like, that was a cut. And that's... I think the editor like did that and was like... Like, kind of raised his hands. Like, um, I can't do much better than this. <laughs> they didn't give me enough. Yep. Um, but yeah. Um... I'd say the score is, if not a weak link, it's one of the more mediocre parts. One of the lacking, yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's there, but it doesn't really get you going. Doesn't yeah. get your blood flowing. Yeah. Um, the, uh, what was it? Um, there was one of the set pieces that was so close to being perfect. I think it was the No Man's Land. Like, early No Man's Land. Mm-hmm. Um, Later in the moment, like where, like once they'd kind of gotten through that, once they got through the tunnel mm-hmm. and they got to like the abandoned side of it, mm-hmm. that was really cool. But, um, I don't know. Anyway. Yep. Uh, we're also still, I'm still kind of riding on a high of that movie. It's fucking great. Yeah, movie. no, it's, it's a good movie. Uh, Joker is an eight. Mm-hmm. That is a 59 on Metacritic. Yeah. Wow. I, made the point that I think that the critics are uncomfortable with praising it as much as maybe they otherwise would because they think it spreads the wrong message. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, I, he, Matt and I are both tired. Matt's super fucking tired. I'm just like, yeah, I'm I, mildly tired. I can't talk. I don't know what day it is. It's what deity yeah. it is. You didn't say that. No, I I'm also just tired. Yep. Anyway, um, what was the thing I didn't like about Joker? Why did it get to a nine? There was something that like, that kind of got my attention as being a bit iffy and I cannot remember what it is. Moving on. We didn't prepare for this at all. Nope. Empire Strikes Back is an eight. Hmm. It was a nine for me. 
limited uh limited resources probably that's all probably it like yeah there's a few like moments where it's just like that looks kind of gross also basically what it is now especially worse because edits to the yeah yeah all right but that's a movie without a whole lot of weak links i'd say yeah uh thor ragnarok I don't know. Want something bad in Thor Ragnarok? This uh, is the problem. Like I said, this episode's a lot harder. There's a there's a couple of bad moments. There's the bad green screen moment at Odin's death. Oh yeah. That um, that whole scene would have been a lot better if they'd actually filmed it in a real location. You know what was what would have been bad? What's that? I watched the uh, uh they released the deleted scene of him in the um. The, the the alley. Uh, that scene was fucking terrible. Oh, I bet. Oh, it was so bad. Just seeing Odin be all like kooky and weird, and it wasn't. I think it was supposed to be kind of charming, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good thing they cut it. Yeah. Um, I'm a little sad that the the Warriors three got offed as much as they did, as fast as they did. Yeah. Um, they didn't really put up a fight. They just got stabbed. Yeah. Um, I understand that they were trying to make Hela look like she could just destroy everybody all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were also Lady Sif and the Warriors 3. What the fuck? Like, they could put up a little bit of a fight. They're the ones that are fighting side by side with Thor all the time. Mm-hmm. They should be a little bit better than that. Like, like basically Kit Fisto versus Palpatine, where, like, the other two died almost immediately, but he at least got, like, a couple blocks in. <laughs> That's a bad fight. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to get, I want to hit that. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Is that a good movie, though? Yeah. All right. If you take out the lightsaber fights. I disagree. Purely because of my knowledge of the light. The four, I uh, don't forms. care. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I don't care about lightsaber <laughs> forms. <laughs> no, but I think I think that's actually a pretty solid movie. Just if you look at kind of the, the writing and the story and the emotions of it. Uh, music's great. But the lightsaber fights are mostly just boring or weird. Uh, yeah, the Yoda ones. Anytime Yoda pulls out his lightsaber, it's awful. Yeah. It's just awful to watch. Uh, Civil War. I feel like it's not as... This is a big picture thing. I feel like it's not quite as incisive thematically as it should be. Um, sort of the the fight between oversight and... Um, I don't even know what to call Captain America's position. Just righteousness? Yeah. I'm sure there's a better word for it that I could think of if I had a brain that was working in my head at the moment. But um, the I, I love Zemo and I love that he's in it, but it feels like it detracts from the underlying messages. They're trying to make this one like more of an actual like serious movie mm-hmm. with you know themes and stuff. And it detracts from that a little bit to have a behind-the-scenes guy pulling the strings the whole way. Yeah um that's definitely something i always for i actually almost always forget that he's in it mm-hmm. um purely because of the for people who didn't catch on to this there's a reason civil war followed winter soldier because winter soldier basically took everything that captain america knows and just removes it mm-hmm. um it, it completely destroys his loyalty to his government uh, so then when the Accordia, uh, the, the, the Accordia uh, Sokovs, the Accordia Sokovia <laughs> Accords come up, he's like, oh no, fuck that. Cause our, we can't trust our government because mm-hmm. apparently our government was 100% taken over by fucking Hydra. Right. And Captain, and, uh, and Iron Man who 
through his entire existence in the MCU is all about taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, You go from the very beginning when he's this arrogant asshole who's like warmongering Mm -hmm. and, or war profiteering. Ironmongering, I think you mean. Mm. (laughs) 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 Let's forget that's what his name was. Yeah. Uh, He was war profiteering. And then he goes, oh shit. Yep. I'm bad. Yep. And then the, the remainder of everything is him taking responsibility for it. Uh, you get in Iron Man 2 is Polar Opposite, which is uh, Hammer, who is the same, like, uh, charismatic, war profiteering genius, except he doesn't give a shit. Right. That's the very opposite that uh, that Hammer is. I almost said Army Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, if, what if Justin Hammer were played by Army Hammer? That would diminish it. Army Hammer's good, but he's not Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. By the way, Sam Rockwell's in Jojo Rabbit. I knew. Yeah. I didn't know. I just knew Taika Waititi was in it, and that's all I gave a shit about. I forgot. Uh, Taika Waititi's the only person who can make uh, make me kind of be okay with uh, Rebel Wilson. Huh. She was all right in that movie. Okay. But I don't like her elsewhere. No. She's <laughs> just unpleasant to watch in general. Yeah. I'm sorry, Rebel. Uh, there, and, there, yeah, there was only, like, really a couple moments in it that were, like, pretty good, but everything else is bad. But I was just like, you know... That was pretty good. Thanks, mm-hmm. Taika, for making me, making her palatable. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so about. all of this was the two of their char- the two of their characters' arcs, ending like they the, in Avengers they are fully in line. Right. But then everything that like that happened to Captain America after Avengers, and then everything that that Iron Man's been building to mm-hmm. become polar opposites. Yeah. And that's the beauty of this movie is right genuine belief. We just don't get that unless you sit and think about it for several minutes afterwards. There's yeah. no, there's no actual like making that the point. Yeah, and there should have been. Yeah, and that's why I kind of had to explain. I felt I felt the need to yeah. explain that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having having someone force that mm-hmm. at the end makes it feel less natural. I think maybe that's why a lot of people don't think about this too much mm-hmm. they just go oh yeah it's all because zemo fucked them up mm-hmm. it's like no the nature of the world put them in these directions yeah and that's uh, a much more interesting story yes as much as i love daniel Bruhl as zemo and i'm glad he's going to be back for uh captain falcon yeah imagine what in game and infinity war would have been like if zemo wasn't there because zemo was this uh this like they found the the severance at mm-hmm. the end. They were yeah. like, oh, it was Zemo all along. Right. We definitely have some, like, friction between us right now because we know that we differ on these things. But at least we found out that it wasn't our faults. Mm-hmm. Imagine if there wasn't Zemo. And at the end, they're like, no, I genuinely hate your belief. Mm-hmm. And then they just never got back together. Like, got back together. It's a fucking, it is a relationship. Let's be honest. A little honest. bit. Um, like, put it in perspective of a relationship. Mm-hmm. A couple breaks up. They break up because they, uh, well, no, actually it was, no, th- this yeah. is better. Um, they break up because they genuinely like cannot stand each other. They just mm-hmm. leave. But if they find out at, as they're breaking up that they genuinely can't stand each other because one of their friends has been what, driving a wedge between the two of them, mm-hmm. pretty soon they'll get back together. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, wait. They'll find that as a point of mutual reconciliation. Yes, Exactly. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So maybe that also is a reason they did Zima. Maybe they thought they weren't going to do Zima, but they're like, mm-hmm. well, shit. 
We have Vin- we have Endgame coming, mm-hmm. or Infinity War coming up. Yeah. We can't have them hate each other, or there's no way they're going to win. No one's going to believe that one of them can handle Thanos, because then it just diminishes Thanos. Right. It has to take fucking everyone to beat Thanos, and if yep. they're not on board with each other. So I think yeah, the bad was also good for later. It was yeah. a, it was a that's seed that's fair. It's it a needed for later. Speaking of Civil War, um, the airport fight is a little wonky. It's just like, all right, they're just kind of trading jabs, and um, it, it's it's supposed to feel like the serious climax. It but felt it's like, like the least natural fight that's ever come across. Yeah, and they're sort of just like pulling punches and you know having witty comebacks, and then boom, Rhodey breaks his back, and it's kind of out of nowhere, and like, yeah, it, it's 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 just it's jarring, and it makes the whole thing kind of feel just a little fakey. Yeah, I guess it did feel like it, it didn't. Like, they knew there was going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. I like it when they don't know there's going to be a fight. The most tense... Oh, right. Those go off automatically. Those have a timer. 10 yep. o'clock. Um, uh, it, the fights, like, the... When fucking Winter... Every time Winter Soldier just appears mm-hmm. are some of the best fights. Right. Because you never expect it. And then it's mm-hmm. like... It's almost more impressive that they can just adapt to it immediately. Yeah. But when they know there's going to be a fight, it feels weird. Yeah. Also, the well, fucking but... destruction in that fight. Yep. Planes are expensive, yo. Yeah. They destroyed like four of them. Yeah, Tony Stark can buy four planes. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, shall we move on? We shall. Uh, Black Panther... Uh, I think that movie just had too many things in it. Yeah. Uh, none of the individual things is bad in itself, but the fact that there are so many of them. Actually, no, I do have a bad thing. CGI war rhinos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I might catch some flack for this. Okay. Sure, he didn't feel like a genuine genius. Yeah, that's probably fair. It. Like, it felt like she was always... Uh, they had to make her seem like a genius. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's here's something. Okay. They had to write her dialogue so that she's always coming across as a genius because systemic sexism would not understand that a, a woman could be just naturally a genius. Unlike Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, where there's just a couple lines here and there, but you understand that they're geniuses. Mm-hmm. Like, she was just constantly saying things that felt like she was just trying to prove that she was a genius. And maybe that was on purpose. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's... I mean, the problem is, like, she never... It's never really that she has a challenge and it's difficult for her to overcome. Yeah. She's just You don't see her create smart. literally a new element. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, <laughs> if that were a good movie, we'd get to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And we never really see it with Bruce Banner either. He's just kind of like, well, and that's the thing. He just, I think his genius comes out from the fact that Tony Stark respects him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's pretty much, and by the fact that we know Tony Stark's a massive genius, if he respects him, then obviously he's a genius too. Because mm-hmm. uh, Tony, I mean, all the stuff that like, uh, what a what a room full of top scientists can't create with top-notch in, uh, engineering, mm-hmm. Tony Stark can make in a cave with a bunch of scraps. Mm-hmm. In a cave with a bunch of scraps! <laughs> I nailed whatever the frequency of something over there was because it rang for a good while. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Winter Soldier. 
what didn't I like about that? Why was Toby Jones in that? Robot Jones? Roby Jones? Toby. Oh! Oh, yeah. That was a strange moment. That was stupid. I guess because they needed him. That was I think that was one of those moments where they put the characters in the World War II thing mm-hmm. and then forgot that that's one of Captain America's biggest uh, characters. <laughs> and they're like, yep. shit, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> we will make him a robot. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That was um, something right there. The... Who was the guy that... Oh, Winter Soldier. Okay, so I'm trying to replay everything that happens in Winter Soldier. Also, the uh, Nick Fury fakes his own death and then comes back, like, not very much later. Uh, pretty much all of Nick Fury in that movie is kind yeah. of, I didn't like. It's, it's a bit of a weak point. Yeah. Um, You know, I think we could have we could have gotten a little better intrigue with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. It felt like there wasn't very much like espionage. Yeah. For being cl- the closest espionage movie it was. Yeah. It was just them kind of going, "Oh shit, they're the bad guys. We got to hide." It was hiding the whole time. It wasn't like trying right. to plant things or anything. It right. was so I think for what they were trying to do, they didn't deliver that well on that aspect of it. It feels like a spy movie the same way um, Rise of Skywalker feels like a Star Wars movie. It doesn't really have the substance to it. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, Inception. Too it's many a, levels. It's a perfect movie. Why are you talking to me about this? What do you have it rated at? Nine. Oh, you have a nine? Okay. Yeah. I have it at eight. Um, no, I mean, in- Inception, you can... Um, it does get a little convoluted with its own structure, and if you want to poke holes in the rules, you probably could um yeah i mean it's it's overall it's not a movie with a lot of obvious weaknesses if you buy into the premise though yeah um it's been a while since i've seen it so i suppose i can't really say much about it Mm -hmm. uh memento memento i feel like that movie will go up if i watch it again probably would no got nothing unbreakable I don't know. It's ambiguity of some of his powers. Yeah. Um, the it, it feels very inauthentic the way he sort of discovers them. He's like, oh, maybe I have superpowers. And then the whole movie is sort of him just like kind of having that realization over and over again. Yeah. I guess. And that's just, it, it doesn't quite work. Um, the revelation at the end is fun but kind of meaningless in the context that glass is behind it all oh yeah yeah you had a face um the it's it's a fun revelation i think it makes sense sort of with what the movie's trying to do but the problem is is it's trying to set up a sequel yeah um that we never gotten the pure form it should have been so it either should have been moved forward in the movie so that we can actually have the glass versus what's his face fight or should have done more of a straight sequel than yeah. the, the split, which split was pretty good. Yeah. And the glass, which was not. Yeah. Um, I think to me, uh, if, if we're looking at this movie alone, ignoring split and glass, mm-hmm. um, Split and glass. Splash. Splash. Uh, if we're ignoring those, 
the the way I've, their explanation in glass as to why superheroes haven't been revealed if they're if they do exist mm-hmm. without that explanation this is kind of stupid because mm-hmm. if there's that many comics and it's like oh look at all these fucking people have none of them come out yeah i mean we realize later it's because they've been being killed by this organization but right like that's not the context of the that's movie not the context itself. of the movie yeah. it, it kind of bothers me a little bit that like yeah. if if you shot me in the head mm-hmm. and i was still alive hell yeah i'm gonna start doing shit yeah. i want to be obvious about that yeah like you're gonna be captain preston i'm gonna be captain preston captain depreston <laughs> finding nemo i don't know I also have a bunch of eights, so I don't want to just go through them. So, like, let's yeah. just, I'm just going to start reading. Do some of the big ones. I'm just going to start reading through them, and if you think of one that's, like, obvious, All right. it out. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, Midsummer, La La Land. Sorry. You probably have that at 10. Yep. Yep. The King's Speech, Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, the allegory is just gratingly obvious the whole time. Yeah. And I guess that's that's a big picture bad thing, but... Yeah. It's going to be hard for us to think of nitpick unless it's something that's like very obvious. Yeah, this is the problem. There's not a lot of like really good movies with just one obvious bad scene. Although I did just think of one. Ghostbusters. The ghost blowjob scene. Oh. That one's weird. Yeah. It's kind of it's just it's it's out of place in what's otherwise a a fun family-friendly comedy. Yeah. Uh The Man from Uncle. Haven't seen it. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, there's a few yeah that one's just kind of just moments moments. where it's like that's dumb um i can't remember any of them i haven't seen that movie since i was 15 yep a quiet place um nothing no not really shazam there's a few moments where it's just like that's not great um particularly the the final fight scene doesn't really make sense that like it's stuff like why is why is wrath just trying to bring down the uh uh the ferris because he's so angry about it <laughs> um it, the the random revenge his revenge against his family makes no sense like it's mm-hmm. not like killing them kind of revenge like Maybe, like, take him down a notch. You have to throw your brother out the fucking window. I don't know. And then letting Envy just... like The the Envy killing him made sense, but, like... Right. I don't know. Um, You never really get the... That's just... He's just not a fantastic villain, I think. Just in general. uh, He's missing... Right. Things. He's missing balls. Missing an eye. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the opening scene from Shazam too. It's sort of the cliche. Oh yeah. Turn around and yell at the kid and then the car crashes and something bad ensues. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Endgame. The Irishman. Order of the Phoenix. There's a few in Order of the Phoenix. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of those problems are going to stem from the fact that it's a two hour movie that's adapting a close to 900 page book. Well, I just fucking, I, my phone I rotated my phone and it rotated the screen. And for some reason, the IMD app 
Whenever you rotate your screen, it just sends it back to the home screen, and I don't feel like going all the way back to my ratings. All right. I'm trying to find where we were. Uh, Matt, do you have any movies that you can think of? Because <laughs> we're in an hour, so we can cut it if we want. If yeah, we we, uh, we totally could. Um, I do want to say The Wire, which you haven't seen. Nope. The season five storyline gets just a little bit fantastical mm-hmm. for a show that's otherwise very grounded and just like takes pride in being super grounded and gritty and realistic. Yeah. Um, it's it, it just it's kind of a weird turn. Yeah. And it doesn't really work. And then the season's a little shorter, so it's not as fleshed out as it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an interesting idea on paper, and it gets at some interesting themes, but it's not. It just doesn't quite work. Yeah, it doesn't play out quite right. Uh, Last Jedi, it's a good movie. Fight me. Uh, the fucking um, casino scene. Yes. Oh God, yes. All of that. Everything that has to do with Rose. No, not everything that has to do with Rose. What? what? She's a good character. I don't like you. Maybe. Fight me. Alright. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. But also the, uh, the, 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 the fucking, um, I'm drawing a blank now. I had it and you distracted me with the terrible scene. You did like a little this motion. Did I? Something like that. What was it? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. That actually did help. The, uh, the Holdo maneuver. Oh yeah. That was terrible and stupid and breaks rules of, uh, Star Wars. Sure was pretty That's dumb. the thing. Oh, something just hit me in the eye. I think God Comma. knows. I'm, oh God! Ow! People <laughs> don't like Last Jedi because it breaks rules of Star Wars. First of all, every Star Wars breaks rules of Star Wars. That's kind of how Star Wars goes. Second of all, yeah, there's some moments where it's like that makes no fucking sense how that would happen. Yeah. Um. So, I've I've said this before about this trilogy. I will say it again. J.J. Abrams knows how to make a movie that feels like a Star Wars movie, but isn't a Star Wars movie. Like, doesn't understand Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson knows how to mo- make a movie that understands Star Wars, but doesn't feel like Star Wars. Yep. And I think the Holdo Maneuver is one of those things that just, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah. Also, doesn't, I don't think that one's, I think that one's. No, really yeah. Understand. That one's, yeah. It's just not Star Wars. That's just <laughs> not wrong. So much. Ryan, Ren- or Ryan Reynolds. Problem is, they could have totally saved that with, like, one line of dialogue too yeah just some sort of explanation for why it's such a like wild shot that it never is done before yeah like you have to line it up and time it exactly right or something yeah and if you don't it just it basically shreds your ship and does no damage to the others or something yeah something along the lines of like the um it well i mean it does shred the ship anyway it's like it's, it's a suicide thing Right, um, but something where like, um, I I don't know how you could do it, but you could techno babble away. Like you have to be an exact distance away where you're like you hit the exact point of acceleration, mm-hmm. or something, where you're still able to collide with it. And if you get going just a little too fast too early or something, something along the lines of it's got it like that. Yeah, they have to uh, they have to have their front shields down for something because mm-hmm. there's there's times where like bring front shields down to shoot. Like you have to, they have to bring mm-hmm. the shields down to actually fire. Yep. Uh, stuff like that. Like they, they, they could have written their way around it. Yeah. But they didn't. I think. Nope. Oh, well. 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 Shall we? We shall. We probably should have prepared for this one. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks for listening to this. Well, we should have had like three more days, but someone's gotta go play chess. Well, we could have recorded on Tuesday and next week, and then had tons of time but to prepare. Be late again. Yeah, that's true. Late. That that would not be quality. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. That would absolutely be quality. That's that true. 100% trash. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're on SoundCloud, and iTunes, and Podbean, and Spotify. That's where you can find this podcast. <laughs> And also our reviews and various other things that we put out that are audio related. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook where I posted the chess thing. You can actually see the exact position that's on the board uh, right before Timothée Chalamet makes the move, Knight G5. In the French Dispatch trailer, uh, if you have a theory on what, why that particular game was chosen, let me know on Facebook because I'm genuinely very curious, very interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, we're on Twitter at just us losers pod where I don't know. It's just us losers. And we rant, I guess you do sometimes. Um, we're on Instagram also at just us losers pod where we post pictures. It's mostly episode teasers and Russian people usually. Yep. And occasionally the hashtag free Maria. If we get to the movie early enough. Hashtag... Which I don't really like to anymore because there's fucking stupid commercials. Yep. Hashtag Free Maria, though. Hashtag Free Maria Maria. Uh, we're on Gmail. JusticeLosersPod at gmail.com. Oh, my God. If you want to send us stuff that's long and interesting. Uh, if you've got better good things in... Wait. Which one did we do? We did bad things and good things. These are business cards my dad has gotten. Wow. What the fuck? There's so many. Anyway, we're on Gmail, justusloserspot at gmail.com. If you have a list of bad things and good things that we missed, because I know we missed most of them, uh, let us know at Gmail or on Facebook if you want to publicly shame us. Let us know on Facebook. Publicly shame us. That'll be fan engagement. Gage? Tell us, Gage. What did we forget? Uh, we have a Patreon. I don't know how that works, but... You send us money? Patreon.patreon at patreon.patreon. Okay. That's how that goes. Send us money, and we'll watch the movies you tell us to. Or other things. Or other things. We'll watch. We'll watch. Did you think that you would, someone would tell you to watch uh, Legends of Tomorrow? Oh, please don't. Supergirl? <laughs> oh, shit. We gotta do those... Uh... My breakdowns. Because you did the hot thing. Oh, yeah. I like that tune. Yeah. Oh, it'll, ha- it'll happen. Oh, we'll get to it. It's on the agenda. Uh, next week. Next week's Preston's birthday. So we get to talk about Preston's favorite movies. Uh, if you've got suggestions for what should be some of Preston's favorite movies, let us know on one of those places I just listed. Uh, otherwise, don't forget to check out our YouTube, Quality Entertainment, where we'll have some actual quality content headed your way before too long know the places you'll go to our youtube to watch the quality and preston's holding up the dr seuss book and so just trying to work some sort of reference in you're off to great places you're off and away don't what why <laughs> this isn't what we're doing stop this thanks for listening bye bye, bye. <laughs> anything can be a musical <laughs> instrument including altoids can it's actually a sucrets Secrets? The lozenges can tend. But anything can be a musical instrument. Can it help? <laughs>